Hello there, my name is Peter Boyd and you're welcome to the ULAR Parry podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Parry community, as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today I'm joined by our special guests, Dieter Wieck, ULAR Vice President representing Parry, and Elsa Matthews, Chair of the ULAR Parry Committee. So stick around to meet them. On our show today, we'll be talking about all things related to ULAR 2021 Congress and the Parry Programme at the Congress. There's a lot of ground to cover. So let's get started. So thank you very much indeed for being here today, Dieter and Elsa. You're very welcome. Hi, Peter. Hi, Elsa. Hi. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to you all. So thank you very much. And we'll dive straight in. Uh, Dieter, if I could ask yourself, what did you think of the ULAR Congress the very first time you attended it? Well, I think uh, I attended the first time in Amsterdam in 2006, uh, I went there just for a day, and uh, Amsterdam is not so very far away from my home, and I went to a few health professional sessions. Um, I think it was a great experience for me, because I represented Deutsche Räumerliga there, um, but I remember that rather vaguely. The first Congress I really remember properly, because I also presented there, and I suppose my presentation was awful. It was about physical activity. That was in Berlin, 2012. So um, I think I was quite nervous that it was early Saturday morning, and uh, people came into this room slowly, and the, slow, uh, the room was really full of people afterwards, and but this increased also my my uh, nervousness, so it was, I think, awful. Yeah, but um, the Congress itself in Berlin was great, and uh, there were so many interesting sessions. It was, for me, a great experience to meet so many people with my disease, talk to them, uh, just sit in a corner somewhere and talk to people. It was great, yeah. Well, having listened to you uh, present and seen your presentations many times, Dieter, I doubt it was as awful as you, you remind us uh, as it was. <laughs> uh, going back to 2006 in Amsterdam or 2012 in Berlin, a little before my time, Elsa, uh, when was your first uh, attending at the, uh, at the ULAR Congress? Well, I have attended my first ULAR Congress in 2011 in London. And my first memory is of feeling completely amazed and overwhelmed with the size of the event, of the venue, and I have never seen so many people together in the same place. Everything looked huge, including the distance we needed to go through to get to the places where we wanted to be. And then the amount of information you bring with you when returning home, it is really incredible. Last but not least, the networking opportunities uh, we had and making acquaintance and friendship with so many interesting people. These are things you can hardly forget and it makes you look, be looking forward for the next opportunity for the next Congress. And it's something you, it's an experience you can never forget, I think. It really is a, a brilliant experience and, and something I've really enjoyed getting involved in. And, and so looking ahead to, to 2021 and, and the ULAR Congress, what are, what are the uh, PARI program or what are the aspects of the PARI program that uh, you can tell us about, Elsa? Well, um, regarding the PARI program, I would like to highlight uh, the first session on Thursday, 3rd of June. 
uh, which is titled Challenges for Working People with RMDs in Pandemic Times, which will be focusing on how to stay at work, prevent work disability and promote health. We are all aware that a chronic health condition has a great impact on a person's workability and of the impact of the pandemic uh, what has brought to our lives. And the session speakers will address the support uh, RMD patients need to work during COVID, also covering European surveys on this topic, actions for patient organizations to support employees, healthy workplaces at home, and the European Agency for Safety and Health at Work, EU OSHA campaign 2022, Healthy Workplaces Lighten the Load. And um, I would also uh, like to highlight the following session fo focusing on improving collaborative research in patient participation in health decision making. This is a session that will provide the best practices and examples of collaborative research and patient involvement, highlighting uh, EULA's roadmap for patient research partners. And we will have the EULA president, Ian McInnes, uh, presenting on the Roma map. Uh, as a blueprint for reducing RMD burden and prioritizing unmet needs of patients. We will also um, have two other sessions um, addressing sexuality as well, um, which is something that is not openly nor usually addressed in RMD patient consultations. So fertility and family planning with RMD patients is the focus of the Health Professionals PARE joint session on the 3rd of June. Assuming it might be a blessing, but also a risk. And this will be a debate session with a panel of two physicians, two patients and one health professional discussing different points of view. So I think this will also be a very interesting session that will be complemented with another one on the 4th of June, which is titled um, Myths and Taboos Around Relationships and Strategies for a Sexy Life. And this session will highlight, of course, the impact of RMDs in interpersonal relationships and sexual health concerns. And finally, uh, from, from my side, I, I would also uh, highlight the roundtable discussion on the 5th of June on Saturday, taking control, managing different expectations toward treatment outcomes. Here we will address the assessment of treatment failure, adherence strategies and beliefs together with the patient expectations and patient education. The speakers will discuss how to promote communication towards a shared decision-making process to improve treatment outcomes and reduce the disease activity. So uh, these are the sessions I would like to highlight from the, from, the PARE, from the PARE sessions and the PARE program, but I'm pretty sure that Dieter will also have um, his recommendations. It's But, a fairly, fairly comprehensive list, uh, Dieter, that, that we've got. Yeah, there. Some I, I really interesting and thought-provoking uh, uh, sessions. Yeah, I do not know if anything is left for me. Uh, but um, I'd refer to one of the first sessions we're going to have on Wednesday. I think if you uh, have got a rheumatic disease or an IMD in general, you have to know a lot about your risk factors. One are you the comorbidities that may really cause stress and um, and in general, what are your health problems and how are you going to cope with all these uh, health problems? And in particular, also, how can you uh, how are you know how far are there digital tools that may support you? Uh, 
So this is what I feel a very interesting session entitled, Help, What Do I Need to Cope with My IMD? Then we have two great speakers. Uh, this is um, about vasculitis and fibromyalgia. And there you're really updated what is, um, well, the quality of care that is possible with these two d diseases, I think. Uh, and in addition, there are also two uh, abstracts really related to fibromyalgia and then vasculitis. So this is definitely very, very interesting. Our aim is always to provide, let's say, sessions for people with IMDs, but also, as, as I explained, we would like to have sessions also that support our organizations. So one other session we have, this is members and volunteers, unknown beings, how to explore their interests, establish contact and support. But it's about, well, how do we find out what are the needs and what are the wishes of our members? And then how do we qualify our volunteers so that they really can support members and the organizational structure uh, in these organizations? This is what I think uh, a very interesting session also seen from different angles and, well, and as I already explained so much, uh, I do not remember anything else. Just have a look at our fantastic EULA program, I think, and there you'll find a lot more. Yep. Yeah, that 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 last one you mentioned about the volunteers and members, it, it's it's really they're the lifeblood of 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 organisations. So really interesting topics, and of course the the myths and taboos that you mentioned, Elsa. I'll I'll be chairing that uh, that session myself. So very really looking forward to to that as well. Um, obviously outside of the the Parry program um at Congress, there will be lots more things to do. Is there anything that that people should really keep an eye out for, um, Dieter? That 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 hasn't been mentioned. Yes. Well, first thing I'd like to say is that some of our para people are also um, participating in other sessions, sessions of the health professionals, uh, then uh, sessions of uh, the young rheumatologists. Um, I can only recommend one session where I'm also involved. This is how <laughs> to communicate how to communicate effectively with patients. It's patient-doctor communication. Again, uh, an interesting session, not because of I am there, but uh, as it's again seen from different angles. Great speaker, Ian McGuinness is there. So uh, this is one I can really recommend. What the pandemic has really shown is that there is a movement towards remote rheumatology, remote care. And we experience that because people do not are afraid of going to their doctors. Um, there are other ways of, um, let's say, providing uh, health services. And this is done by remote care, Re remote rheumatology. This is the title of that session. So nevertheless, I think lots of patients see that critically. There are lots of advantages, but also we have to be careful that not lots of services are pushed to remote care, to my mind. And this is a fantastic, controversial debate about the pros and cons of remote, remote rheumatology. So a great session um, I can um, only recommend. 
And the third one I'd like to address, there's a joint session um, uh, with the health professionals and PARA. It's about self-management. Because I think if you want to cope with your illness, if you and with your illness that accompanies you your whole life, then you must find ways of self-managing your disease. And this is a very interesting session on Saturday, starting at 12. So again, one of these recommendations. Excellent. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Peter. And Elsa, is there anything you'd like to add to uh, to another comprehensive answer? Yes, I, I would uh, like to add, for instance, the Pari Abstract session. We didn't mention it before, and it's all it's mm-hmm. very interesting uh, to to learn what other uh, what the uh, patient organizations have been developing. It's a great learning opportunity, and also uh, the um, Pari Poster Tours. They are also a um, must-see um, event that you, you need to go through the Congress. From the, the rest of the progress, well, I, I should say the whole program is amazing. And it's really difficult to, to choose something because it depends uh, a lot on your personal interests and motivation. For, for instance, for, I would recommend uh, the um, Euler and EMA session from Approval to Safety and Drug Supply on Wednesday. Another one I would, for instance, uh, I would be tempted to choose would be this uh, multidisciplinary patient care on the new era of rheumatology. Um, the other one, uh, I will be taking part on this one, biobanking in rheumatology. And um, another one, for instance, uh, Friday uh, on Friday, the patient input to targets, into targets. And um, the, I think this is also a very hot topic are we what we eat? The role of dietary intervention in rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases on Saturday, or even the fake news session. I think there's a lot uh, of interesting sessions, and it also uh, only depends on your personal motivations and interests. But again, being a virtual event, you have the chance to go through all the sessions you want to later on. And you mentioned you you are what you eat there, and there's an awful lot to digest for our listeners uh, in what what you both said. <laughs> so let's take a short break now to share another exciting new feature at this year's ULAR Congress. It's the quizzes. There are a number of quizzes that you can do in the online platform, including one specifically about Paris, which give out prizes such as free virtual tickets to next year's Congress. So don't miss out on the opportunity and also the fun. Okay, let's dive straight back in here now with Dieter and Elsa. Dieter, um, I wonder, there'll be people listening that wonder about registration and how, how that's going to work for this year's Congress for para representatives and people with RMDs. Could you explain that for us? Yeah. Um, the first thing is uh, there's always one free registration for um, each EULA organization. So this means one person from each power organization is free. That is free registration. Uh, then, well, for patients, it's quite affordable to my mind. It's just 35 euros. So um, patients who have got an IMD or even family members, they have to pay that sum. Uh, but when you register, a doctor's certificate must be submitted with the registration form. But I think for 35 euros, you get a lot, I think. 
I think I think we mentioned quite a lot earlier on in our in our chat. So uh, I think that's a, that's good value for money, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I wonder also as we as we move things along, how different has it been preparing for a, a completely virtual congress? You know, instead of the physical one that you described, your your first one being in London. And uh, what what have you missed? You know, uh, from from organizing a virtual conference congress over a, an in person congress. Well, actually, it's not that different. Um, in fact, um, we have the same concerns of bringing um, interesting sessions uh, and interesting topics to be addressed. Um, I think the most challenging thing is to, to try to organize um, the networking opportunities that we used to have in a face-to-face -face, uh, meeting or event and how we can somehow replace them in a virtual environment. I think this is uh, the most challenging uh, thing for us when preparing the, the Congress in a virtual setting. And um, when we look over the years, you know, you've mentioned going back over over many years of the Pari, of the Congress. How has the Pari presence and and the program kind of evolved over those years, particularly since since twenty eleven, since you first attended? How, how have you seen it evolve over those years? Well, I think basically um, in in recent years, then there was this um, idea of. Uh, having a different layout and format for the sessions. For instance, we have introduced the roundtables and debate sessions. And um, this was something that is, brought a new life to the sessions because we always aim to have um, better and more interactivity with uh, our audience. It's just, just not to sit there uh, or every, anywhere and take your notes, but also to have this opportunity to feedback and to ask questions and to take your comments and to, 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 to put all this together. And I think this was the, the major uh, change uh, in recent years. I don't know if, Dieter, do you want to add something to this? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the format has really changed. It is our idea meanwhile that uh, sessions have to be more interactive I think um, there's another aspect I think if you look at the content uh, in these past years it has evolved in so far that we um, let's say put a more a little more emphasis on uh, patient involvement in health in research and uh, also in health technology assessment because this is what we would like to improve on the national level as well. So that's why I think um, EULA has got a huge uh, PRP, patient research partner network, uh, and this is what has been established, and we would like to see that this is then also further developed. In lots of countries, we already got that, but in lots of countries, there is a great need to develop this especially also patient involvement in health technology assessment. So this is what we have tried to cover a little more, I think, apart from uh, this format aspect that Elsa mentioned before. Excellent. And that's from a from a, a program point of view and, and how things have, have evolved in that way. But for, on a personal level, Dieter, you know, what's it meant to you to attend and participate in, in all the ULAR congresses that you have over the years? <clears throat> 
have to admit, admit something. Uh, you know, I'm really involved now for um, roughly, let's say, seven years as chair, elect chair, and then now uh, vice president. So I really had to concentrate in all these years on the power program, on those power sessions. And I've missed really going to other sessions. I do admit that. I only got, could go to other sessions when um, I, um, let's say, presented over there. But, but uh, And this is what... Um, I would really like to have in the future, hopefully in the future. Um, what I really missed in these past two years, this is what I would also like to put forward. It is meeting people, just talking to people after sessions, talking to people, just sitting in the corner somewhere and talking about, well, also personal things, uh, how Juventus Turin is playing uh, or whatever, <laughs> let's say, something like that. Uh, and this is what uh, all these brilliant virtual meetings can't replace. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's it is fantastic, and yeah, whether whether it's Juventus, it's Manchester United, or whoever it might be, we uh, we do enjoy those chats. But um, we're we're coming towards the end end of our show uh, t today. Um, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have uh, for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Dieter and Elsa for sharing with us their experiences of past congresses and the information about the current ULAR twenty twenty one congress. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify or iTunes so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time, take care.